Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/work. shopify.com/work. Well, we're playing our tune and we're singing a song with a bing and a bong and a boo. Hello and welcome to CBeebies Go Home. Uh, you might have noticed a slightly different introduction there. Um, we are doing some what we're calling the lockdown tapes where we're departing from CBeebies because we're being subjected to a whole range of other uh, children's TV hell at the moment. Um, so we, we, uh, we've had a listener request uh, to look at Peppa Pig and Paw Patrol. There's been a few people asking for us to do it for a while so we're looking at Peppa Pig in this episode and joining me it's the Danny dog to my Pedro pony it's James yes well uh, anything that's not a member of the, uh, the the pig family I will accept in the context of this I felt I should be kind with that yeah. idea. I thought it's it's cruel to accuse anybody of being as, as we'll probably discuss the entire pig oh, yes. family they're, they're completely irredeemable yes um oh, absolutely I just wanted to give a shout out to the person who, who requested this um, when I find it in our, in our mentions is uh, James Ferrando had made the specific request, uh, I think, for, for Paw Patrol, but people have requested Peppa Pig in the past. If you've mm. got a request, get in touch with us on Twitter at Home, or you can email cbbsgohome at gmail.com. Uh, we barely ever get uh, any emails there, but but um, I do check them occasionally just to see if anybody's bothered. Um we always start every episode by pitching some new ideas for CBeebies TV programs. Uh, James, I've 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 completed the jingle now for um, Horse Pulp. Oh, excellent! Good. Would you like to hear the whole? I haven't got any music to this because I, I, I ran out of time, but I have got all the lyrics. Insert your own music, listeners. Go back to it. Just kind of hum a tune. We'll accept submissions. Well, if anybody, yeah. I, you have permission, my permission to to remove the audio or extract the audio from this and put put it to some music or even an animation, if you can do. I'm I'm thinking of building on this and maybe kind of throughout the next few episodes creating the whole universe of horse pulp. And who said this lockdown was going to be wasted? Exactly. So here we go. One day, a horse walked into town and things got turned 
upside down now he's a pope most definitely and he's covered by papal infallibility he's in charge how will he cope he's a horse he's the pope he's the horse pope it feels like it needs jaunty orchestration is what i'm saying it does have it kind of like had it. like jetson style yeah opening it also had a was somewhat reminiscent of uh top cat yeah there, there was there was definitely that a top cat influence there. I didn't make I couldn't quite um, get his the talking duck that's that's mm. his, his assistant um, into the the theme song. But I think maybe series two he'd be there. Well, it, that kind of thing usually ends with a kind of you know the um, perhaps the final shot will have horse poop flash across the screen and then maybe quack. Yeah, and then the little duck pops out. Yeah, yeah. Pops out from the um, maybe the oar in the pub. Yeah, I'm thinking that he, uh, the, the the duck would probably start out as I don't really understand. I mean, I don't I don't really uh, follow the Catholic religion that closely, um, but I, I, he would end up a cardinal by the end of the first series. The duck. If you can have a horse pub, I think you can kind of um, you can you can have a duck in almost any kind of. Uh, level of the level of the cloth i think at that stage so uh you know if you're gonna buy the horse pole why not buy kind of you know cardinal duck. Kind of cardinal duck yeah which sounds like sounds like something good to apologize for. That's a sp- <laughs> it's a spin-off um so what what did you what, what's your pitch for a cvb show this this week well, in the light of kind of a lot of the, the changes that the BBC have made since this lockdown, um, my um, show is going to be aimed at um, four to 11-year-olds, and it's going to be called Primary School. So what happens is uh, the children get taken on a journey away from their home and away from their parents, and then between the hours of maybe about nine o'clock and about half three, you get educated in a series of different things. And then it's as if they've not been at home at all, such as the immersive experience by primary school. That sounds amazing. I like the idea of that. Yeah. Um, it may require quite a sizable budget, but um, I think I think one's kind of, you know, we see how popular it is. Maybe even government will invest in it. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it would. Yeah. It would fulfill. I feel like it would fulfill the BBC's state broadcaster charter. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so that's primary school. And you would kind of, I suppose, it would be structured a bit like CBBS, and there'd be different. There'd be a maths time, and then like a play time, yeah. and and then they, they yeah. would have a lunch time as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. That yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe like. Um, some kind of small windows during the day to uh, fight and bully each other. Yeah. Could you be, you know, like BBC have the commercial arms, like BBC Worldwide. Mm. And um, what was the one I worked out the other day? I didn't realise it was BBC One, the one where all the um, the DVDs got burned during the riots. They've got like a, a, a DVD company, BBC, you know, some sort of DVD company, and they got £5 yeah, million pounds off Sony this week. For failing to protect their DVDs in a warehouse fire during the riots. Anyway, um, I'm thinking kind of a, the private arm of the BBC could also um, 
kind of provide something uh, extra programming called Before and After School Club for parents who want to pay extra? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, eventually, it, it feels ambitious in getting ahead of ourselves, but perhaps we could attach some kind of living quarters and the children would only really kind of be be away from that joy, perhaps at notable holidays. Yeah. It's just a thought. Just a thought, who just knows? Thought. Yeah, I think it's been yeah. tried in the past. It's always worth bringing back. Everyone wants to go back to the 50s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a time of uh, simpler, more innocent sexual repression. Yeah. Um, mine is similar. It's a similar vein, and it's called uh, Go the Fuck to Bed with Do- Tom Hardy. <laughs> and it's yes. um, it's based on the fact that every single Tom Hardy bedtime story sounds like a veiled threat. Yeah. Especially that those ones he did dressed as uh, Charles Bronson, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the weird one that he's done. Um, there was one they were promoting tonight as we record this, which was about um, Under the Same Sky, the book he was reading. But the way he, he, he opened with it, he said, do you ever think of your loved ones far away? I know I do. Which kind of oh. thing, you could you could imagine him saying that while you were strapped to a chair. <laughs> you know. Maybe he's just... Maybe he's just trying to kind of prepare kids for, uh, you know, the, the grim spectre of death in these difficult times. Possibly. I was thinking I'm going to start a campaign to get him to start recording them in a Bane voice. <laughs> this book is yeah. called Under the Same Sky. Do you know where your grandparents are? <laughs> yeah, I also, wow. you, could, you could also, a bit like the CBB's birthdays, you could write in with a specific threat for your child that you want Tom Hardy to make. So it would be, he would say things like, well, I, Olivia from from Newcastle, it's a very mm. nice doll you've got there. And if you don't go the fuck to bed and stay in bed, mm. something might happen to it. Yes. Um, has has this tone of threatening towards non-sleeping children, has that remotely come from experience? Yes. <laughs> I may have I may have been up between the hours of half past one and four o'clock this morning mm. with an arsehole of a child. Yes, uh, saying saying the show's catchphrase. Yes, go the fuck to sleep. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's it. If you've got ideas for CVB's programs you want to pitch, um, don't write to CVB's. Write to us and we'll read them out. Yeah, uh, that, that's the that's the surefire money make. Um, we're looking at Peppa Pig. Uh, in this episode, um, we've we've chosen two episodes to look at, but we've probably kind of touched on the world of Peppa Pig beforehand. So we're looking specifically at the episodes of uh, School Camp and Captain Daddy Pig, which yeah. come together. You've got Amazon Prime; they come together. I think they're currently on 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 the Channel Five app as well. Um, they're on, they're on, uh, on Netflix. Are they on well, Netflix as well? You can get for literally, and and they're on YouTube. You can find Peppa Pig. Anywhere. I don't know why anybody would pay for Peppa Pig because you can literally watch it anywhere. And it's fucking awful. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing with Peppa Pig. It's it's Rick. I've read interviews before with the people who created it. Mm. And it's perhaps the most up its own ass middle class children's TV program that there mm. is. Mm-hmm. Because they seem to, the whole tone of it is we're going to have a nod and a wink. We're t- kind of taking the piss out of ourselves, mm. but then it comes full circle and actually kind of promotes some fairly 
horrible um, ideas about certainly can be lower middle class and working class people are treated with utter disdain throughout the entire program. There's no ethnic minorities to speak of that I'm aware of, mm. unless you class Zoe Zebra's family. Yeah. I would consider myself a, a kind of rather kind of moderate in the grand scheme of things politically. And I think kind of several episodes of Peppa Pig are leave me kind of quite close to kind of singing the red flag and kind of calling for a, an immediate kind of revolution. Um, they, they, they really is, and, and we'll come on to kind of Daddy Pig in, in real deal, but Daddy Pig, from what I can tell, was probably responsible for the financial crash. Well, he's an architect. He's still responsible. It's him and his kind. Yes. Well, he's there's a whole we've got books at home, uh, which are pretty much word for word versions of the episodes. And there's one where they go to Daddy Pig's work, and mm. it's a bit like there's a Topsy and Tim episode where they do the same as Dad's in charge, and he just basically foists his children onto his employees for childcare for the day while he pisses about in his mm. office. Yeah. Yeah. There is something deeply kind of um, craven, I think, about him. And I can't kind of really shake the sense that he is undoubtedly uh, a deviant behind closed doors. Well, I think definitely. I mean, he's he's put forward as being completely inept at anything, mm. which all the men are in this. All the men are, apart from their jobs... They're rubbish and doing. They're incapable of doing anything else. Yeah, domestically. Um, and yeah, there is. There's an. There's. It's not an edge to Daddy Pig. It's the. It's the affable, kind of, jokey fat man, thing of there's something going on there. It's not right. Daddy Pig is, uh, and I don't think it is much of a kind of leap. To look at him and to hear the phrase "Hello, I'm Daddy Pig. I'm your I'm your conservative candidate." Yes, yeah. Stick a rose out on him. Makes absolute sense. Yeah, not not a probably ideas above his station. Yeah, thinks thinks he's capable of doing anything and could turn his hand to anything, despite having no experience in the field whatsoever. And he his kind of general. Um, I suppose it's like the great Gatsby in some regards. It's like Tom and Daisy, isn't it? They've kind of created this kind of hideous kind of, or the kind of their social situation has created this kind of hideous monster. And what they're doing is that they're passing on these values to their awful daughter, mm-hmm. who is going to be even worse. Mm. Um, well, they never, yeah, well, this is, I mean, first of all, what's not addressed is are mummy pig and daddy pig related <laughs> because we never we know that in 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 the wider world of pepper pig and I, I i think you're fairly new to the world of pepper pig aren't you relatively but i do feel like i have seen a lot of it now. yeah so we know daddy pig has a brother yes but there is ne- we never see daddy pigs and someone may correct me on this but i've i've certainly never seen an episode featuring daddy pigs Mother and father. 
Yeah. We see Grandpa and Grandma Pig. Yes. We know that Mummy Pig lived with Grandma and Grandpa Pig when she was a little piggy. But there's nothing to say that Grandpa Pig isn't also the father of Daddy Pig. Because that's how pigs are. You know, pigs, you know, pigs are pigs. Are pigs notably incestuous? I don't think so, but it, no, certainly no more so than any other farm animal would be. That You, you know, you have the same... You, you don't want a lot of inbreeding because it causes defects, but I don't think there's... They, don't, don't, they certainly don't live to the same standards that we do. Right, listeners, if you're a pig farmer yeah, do or, it. or you have any experience of animal husbandry, can you please get in touch? Do Are pigs notably incestuous or is this a, a slur on the piggy community? Um, is it the pigs share the same DNA as, as, as uh, us? Uh, but mammals... Uh, I don't know, but don't we like share DNA with mushrooms as well? Yeah. Um, Thepigsite.com says, uh, (laughs) passing on undesirable traits to the next generation is directly linked to to breeding. The more closely related the parents are, the more frequently these undesired traits will become phenotypic. Lion Hmm. breeding uses the same principles as inbreeding, but desired characteristics is being sought. For most breeders, genetic diversity is key to producing healthy litters and a robust example of future breeding stock. So it happens, Bush. Do you know? I'm going to go out there and say I think you're probably right. That would explain why Pepper is um, has undesirable characteristics to use. Those those terms. Um, so we've got Daddy Pig, who it just seems completely useless at doing anything, as we've established, but has the confidence of uh, that, that he, he has no right to to show. Yes, uh, that that kind of public school confidence. Yeah, and then we've got Mummy Pig, who I don't know she just she i don't really know there's not much to say about mummy pig she's just mummy pig she just she doesn't really add much to any of the stories she has a job which involves her being on a computer but it's not very clear what that job is no um so she might she might have like an only fans account or like have a webcam or something like that <laughs> that'd be worrying because there is one point where she's doing her work while george is sat on her knee well, she might just be catching up with admin on that point. Well, that's true. I mean, even I suppose even people who do cam shows have to catch up on their accounts from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's not, it's not without its admin. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's how it is, responding to fan mail, um, filling in a tax return. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but she doesn't add anything to the story. She doesn't seem she's just there. She she's there, which it kind of annoys me, kind of from the writer's point of view that that's how women are seen. Women are treated very poorly in the whole Peppa Pig world. Yes, well, you know, um, that's part of Daddy Pig's uh, overwhelming confidence. Isn't it? And what's I mean, this is in terms of the genetics and evolution of what's happened here. Mm. That. The animal, right? The animals have houses and dress, and they act like people, except for the ducks. 
<laughs> so is is there like a caste system going on where like the ducks, you know, could dress and go around, but they're not allowed to, and then they're forced to live outdoors? Because it makes no sense that some animals have become like people and other animals haven't. The ducks are the proletariat in all of this. That's, that would make that's sense. All that well, well, that would make sense because they appear every time there's a picnic and they get thrown crumbs of bread. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, we can all relate to that right now. Yeah. Um, we're all just, just ducks in the wind. <laughs> um, Captain Daddy Pig then, where we have Daddy Pig is going off well, the whole family are going for a trip in Grandpa Pig's boat. Yes. Grandpa Pig's boat features in a number of episodes which suggest that Grandpa Pig is very rich, aside from his his voice. Yes. Which suggests he's very posh and rich. That, But he owns a boat. Yeah, and it's, it, it, it's one of the many kind of uh, symbols in this programme of um, kind of flaunting that wealth, isn't it? It's a deliberate kind of that kind of deliberate um, idea that they are are very much superior, and that if you are, you know, you should be aspiring to the life of the of the pig family. Well, yeah, you should have two a mum, a dad, two children, and jobs. Mm. And if you don't have children, like Miss Rabbit. Mm. Which I mean, ages to work out that she's different from Mrs. Rabbit because the sisters, there's a whole episode that explains it. Mm. There's an episode where Miss Rabbit injures herself and everyone then pretty much calls her worthless because she's only defined by her jobs because she doesn't have children. Yeah, well, that's, yes, it, it feels feels very, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a strong kind of home county's definition of uh, success, isn't it? Well, yeah, and all Mr. Apart from the helicopter pilot and hot air balloon pilot, all the other jobs that Miss Rabbit's done does are kind of menial jobs that traditionally, mm. well, until until people started clapping for people that work in supermarkets about three weeks ago, um, they weren't typically jobs that were celebrated. Mm. But you know, so she very much see. I think Miss Rabbit's very much looked down on by the rest of the Peppa Pig world. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing kind of drips of just that kind of sense of trying to get ahead and of kind of of competition. Yeah. As much as anything, it, it is all about kind of outward signs of um, of success and of beating your fellow man. Well, the the, the geography of Peppa Pig is interesting, isn't isn't it? Because everyone lives at the top of a hill. So either yeah. either it's glacial and these are, I can't remember what you call them, the bits where the, there's the deposits of earth that are left after the glacier retreats. Yes. So it's either that or everyone's building massive hills to build the houses on top of. To avoid the uh, the imminent flood. Yes. Well, there's a whole episode with the flood as well, where the whole everything floods. So I assume that's what's happened there. It's just ridiculous. Cost, just very intense, cost-intensive flood defences. Maybe it's just a warning of uh, imminent kind of climate catastrophe. True. Um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So they're off for a trip in Grandpa. The one thing I think they get right in this is the relationship between Grandpa Pig and Daddy Pig, assuming that assuming for a moment they're not related. But it's this mm-hmm. antagonistic um, relationship of, I don't think... Well, Grandpa Pig certainly shows a lot of disdain towards Daddy Pig, quite correctly, as we've established. Mm. Doesn't think he's capable yes. of driving a boat. Well, it is, but... It, yeah. That that kind of that arrogance of Daddy Pig it, it, again is that kind of um, rogue. You've only got to look at uh, the current cabinet, for example, to see a group of people who are like Daddy Pig. This kind of belief that they are kind of born to rule, belief that they can do anything, despite the fact that I don't know, some of them are Dominic Raab. You know, you just got to kind of look at that kind of slightly vacant kind of expression that's what they are that, that in a way if we were going to be kind of if we we're going to defend Peppa Pig if it was meant as a a grand satire rather than glorifying these people then it wouldn't be very accurate yes but sadly sadly the message appears to be you can just bumble through regardless yeah well it reminds me very much of the I don't know you ever met my my flatmate Sam at uni who was very much of that ilk that I lived mm. with for a year, who just yes. very confident guy that thought he could hold and knew everything. And he would try and have arguments with, which would always end up with him saying, as scholars said. And I would <laughs> say, well, who, who are the scholars? And he would say, with their scholars. And I said, well, name me an example. And he would just say that they're scholars. But he would say it with such confidence, the confidence of a man who... If he just keeps saying the word scholars over and over again, we'll win the argument. So off they go on the boat, much to the Grandpa Pig's um, great, great, very upset that they're off on the boat anyway. Um, and again, we've got Daddy Pig's confidence that he can do everything when quite demonstrably he can, cannot, doesn't even know where the food is. Mm. And Mummy Pig has to tell him. There's a lot of fat shaming of Daddy Pig in this. Well... He appears to make little efforts to do something about it. No. 
Again, it's the confidence of his. He's got you know he's got his woman. Why 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 bother? Yeah, and and she's a hot cam girl. So, <laughs> well, very true. Yeah, what well, he's got all he needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they eat the picnic, and again the ducks turn up because picnic. So there's a proletariat throwing throw them some throw them some crumbs off the back of the boat. Yeah, yeah. Then he gets stuck in the weeds, and again, like you said, with the supreme confidence of a man who's never been on a boat before, but thinks he can do it, yeah. tries to free the boat from the weeds. Su- successfully, it has to be said, but not without getting wet and nearly being lacerated on the uh, motor boat, motor of the boat. Yeah, he he is rather reminiscent of our uh, prime minister in that regard, isn't he? A kind of uh, supremely confident big chap throwing himself in a in some weeds. Yeah, it's a bit like that. There's that great Stephen Collins cartoon, isn't there, of uh, Michael Gove and David Cameron stood in front of a, a, a kind of a spaceship looming over London, and he says, I can do it, David. I'm a journalist. I was once a journalist. And he says, are you sure, Michael? Yes. And then the next thing you see, the plane flying towards the, air, the alien aircraft and then flying away again. Yes. Yeah, yep, that, that's... Yep. That's Daddy Pig in a nutshell. It is, absolutely. Um, yeah, and all yes. the time, Pepper's just being generally shrill and annoying. Uh, yes, and never less than overwhelmingly smug. I mean, we'll come, we'll, when we look at um, the second episode, that, that's a kind of... Well, most episodes are a great demonstration. Uh, another one springs into mind, one where she's playing... Um, tennis with one of her similarly illiterate friends and she kind of bullies uh, George, her little brother and there is a kind of sense of smug entitlement throughout that Um, again it it seems hard at times to kind of believe that um, it's not a satire somehow yeah but I think it's not satirising what it should be yeah, it's not satirizing anything. No, and I think that's Sorry, the, she, the Peppa Pig never quite gets a comeuppance in any of this. Yeah, she always ends up jumping up and down in muddy puddles, and that's always the, the lesson: is if you behave like Peppa Pig, you will get what you want at the end of the day. Oh, when I was writing notes for this and and thinking about some of the previous episodes, I did it. It actually made me feel um, a lot more warmly towards um, Bing. Yes. So for all like for all Bing is clearly like killed and things like that. Like the, the, there is a kind of sense that there is he, he does kind of learn. There are kind of lessons there, mm. even if he is ultimately incredibly damaged. That there is a kind of sense that things go wrong for him. And you know he's kind of he's bailed out um, by his stockbroker friend. And he does occasionally get told off as well, not yeah. very, not effectively. Yeah. But he does get, and you know his behaviour is pulled up, whereas yeah. it isn't with Pepper. And you kind of think, yeah, you know, Bing might kill a few people, but the the, the widespread psychological damage that Pepper Pig is likely to inflict in later life is going to cause far more damage. Yeah, you know that whole kind of premise of Seinfeld that kind of it was a sitcom about nothing and that there was no hugging and no learning. Mm. That's Peppa Pig. It's Peppa Pig, but obviously just 
without any any of the laughs. Yeah, that's so, very true. So, yeah, a group of hideous people, none of whom kind of enjoy it. Uh, very much the uh, Merchant of Venice of the twenty first century. Um, I've just googled um, Peppa Pig, and it, it's come up with Peppa Pig is seven foot one, apparently. <laughs> now you see that if that if I'd known that as a starting point that they were all it was like Pacific Rim or something like that, they're all absolutely huge. It's relating to a Google search where Peppa Pig is. It says when you do a Google search for um, Peppa Pig height, it comes up as uh, seven foot tall. I'm going to double check that. No, I'm, I'm just accept it. Yeah, Peppa Pig over seven foot tall, which would yeah, which in that world would then make everyone make huge. Daddy, it would make Daddy Pig pushing twenty, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that puts the whole thing in a new light because if you think like, if you can imagine, you're just a normal person, you see twenty foot. Danny Pig blundering towards you. Yeah. Um, it's weird. The other giants of BFG. It's weird, though, because there's an episode with the Queen in it. And the Queen is the Queen. And she's the only human that you ever see in Peppa Pig. I don't think I've seen the Queen episode. Well, Miss, Miss Rabbit gets a, an award for all her work. Mm. Uh, and the Queen takes them on a bus tour of... Um, London. Well, this is the other thing. There are like actual like landmarks. So is this kind of like Planet of the Apes style thing where the Queen the Queen gets to Big Ben and goes like that down on her knees and goes, "You blew it up, you maniacs!" She's the only one they've let live. Yeah, she's the only one that survived. Uh, yeah, she visits the Queen. Um, but the I've Queen seen is the episode where they go to a potato theme park, but. Oh, Potato Land. Mr. Potato is the one great character in Peppa Pig. Yeah. I will accept that he's not without charms. He's quite reminiscent of... Um, which brand of crisps is it now that had a potato on? I'm thinking Mr. Peanut. Anyway. No, are you thinking of the Baked Potato song? I'm not thinking of the Baked Potato song. I'm very much not thinking of the Baked Potato I, I song. Wish, I wish I had that option. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um the uh, no the well the queen the queen would would be um by my reckoning 14 feet tall in Peppa Pig's world. She is though, isn't she? Oh, More I believe so, yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It's much. just they use trick trick anyone that's met her will know that. It's just trick trick imagery that they use. Mirrors, it's all mirrors to make it look smaller. Well, how else how else could you retain power for that long if you were in a giant? True. Very true. Um so they they get back and Grandpa Pig crashes the boat when he tries to moor it because he corrects Daddy Pig and says you don't park a boat you moor it. Yeah. And then he crashes the boat, and everyone mm-hmm. falls about laughing. Uh, what hilarity! Yeah. Um, the next um episode is school camp. Now, what ratios are we working on in this world? Because anytime there's a school slash nurse, and it's never clear whether this is a school or a nursery that she's in. There's one mm. teacher, Madame Gazelle, to at least Which 15 kids. Is a pun, Cameron? Is it? As in Madame Gazelle? No. 
And I thought it was, I presumed it was a Mademoiselle, she's, you know, slightly foreign, Mademoiselle, Madame Gazelle. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That hadn't, that hadn't, that hadn't struck me before. Yeah, it's, it's not very good. No, it's not very good, but I haven't watched it with that. I don't think I've watched it with that level of um, study before. I've normally sat browsing through my phone. Yeah, I thought like Madame Gazelle sounded like one of the things we make up at the start of these episodes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. No, I haven't got, but, but this, so there's only her, though, in charge of 15 kids. Oh, yeah. And she let, in this one, they go camping in the woods and she lets them all disappear off into the woods to collect sticks yeah. on their own. Uh, but that can't go past the risk assessment. No, I mean, and Miss Rabbit take again. Miss Rabbit's driving the bus. Mm. Menial and undervalued job. Drops them all off the middle of the wood, and yeah, and and she lights a camp. Fifteen kids, and she lights a campfire, and I think they're only supposed to be like four. <laughs> yes, and they're um, and by the end of the episode, she gets them all into a single tent. Hmm. Which is quite a sizable tent. It's a sizable tent, and yeah, the, the fact there are no witnesses or any other <laughs> chaperones there do, does make it more all the more worrying that she's effectively lured fifteen children into into her tent mm. after a night in the woods. Yeah, it's always the ones you least expect, isn't it? Yeah, never the ones you think. Yeah, certainly not the ones with the fake pun names. Yeah, I mean, apart from the Bing Bong song, which again we opened the episode with, but it's you know, it's got its charms. Well, I, I think in defence of this episode, it does do quite a good job of capturing the real horror of hanging around with a group of small children as they kind of bicker and demand um, constant attention. Yeah. I think that, and I think this is the thing. What it underlines with all Peppa Pig things is there's. It's about what we said with Bing, but more so with Peppa Pig. There's no recriminations for any of the behaviour. Madame Gazelle mm. at no point turns around and tries to say to anybody, "You need to go to into your own fucking tent and stay there." Mm. And I don't want to hear from you till the morning. It's like, oh, just come in with me. Yeah, and in this one, crucially, there appears to not really be a plot. No. They go camping, mm-hmm. they decide what tent they're going to all go in. There's a minor dispute about who's sleeping with who, but it gets resolved. And then, and they then there's, a kind of, and there's a broad satire of um, what foreign pop music sounds like. Yeah. With, with the Bingley Bongley song. Bingley Bongley song. She, it, uh, Madame Gazelle was in a pop group, apparently, in her younger days. Oh, really? There's a whole episode around that. That sounds like the writer might just be reliving some kind of uh, fantasy life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there, there isn't really anything happening. Like you said, there's nothing happens in this episode. But I don't think there's anything that ever really happens in many Peppa Pig episodes when you actually think about it. Maybe it is operating on a higher level in that regard then. So, like, nothing happens. There are no recriminations. There is only kind of uh, a kind of relentless awfulness and lack of self-awareness maybe it is a broader kind of satire on the carelessness of the middle classes um, and we're just not seeing it or a bunch of twats have made it 
to demonstrate that they and their kind shall be victorious forevermore. Yes, and I think that's probably what we get out of it. I think that's the, that's the key message. There's some other answer, unanswered questions with it. Um, we've answered some of them. This is on um, a website, Den of Geek. Um, one of the questions, why, why, how does Mummy Pig wear a bikini? Is if she's a pig, it would imply that she, well, it would imply she's a, a human rather than a pig body. What, so that she's, what, she's only two-breasted? Yeah, rather than actual, an actual pig. So it, it would suggest that the animals have humanoid tendencies. Or are they humans in outfits? Are well, they, that's they're it. They're a bit like uh, Teletubbies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why are all the animals the same size? That's true, because the elephants are the same size as the pigs. 20 foot tall. Yeah, that's why. Just all the, all the small animals got bigger. Yeah. Um, no, it's... Um, this is the theory for why do Peppa and George only have one set of grandparents? Now, the answer is possible reasons. Daddy Pig's parents are dead. Yeah. Daddy Pig hates his parents, which is possibly true. They might have sent him a boarding school and he never mm. forgave them after the horrendous things that happened to him. Um, Mummy Pig... Or, or, or Daddy Pig's parents hate him. Well, that's, uh, that's even more likely. It would be um, understandable. Mummy Pig and her family do not approve of Daddy Pig's parents. Hmm. And uh, the last one is Mummy Pig and Daddy Pig are brother and sister, which is possible. If I think pigs. Now we've established that pigs are uh, basically all the product of incest. Yeah. I didn't go, I very deliberately did not um, Google Peppa Pig uh, fan fiction. <laughs> My general rule is that if you, if it, if it's actually supposed to be a child, I'm not googling fan fiction. If it's something understand, we couldn't establish whether you know what the night garden things are. Mm. They may well be, but you know we don't know what they are. What what stage of their development they're at? I think they're ageless. I think that's it. But I don't want the mountains. But I'm not going to do. But no, there's some um, incredibly disturbing things um, about Peppa Pig online. I thought, well, I'll have a look at this some fan art. No. Pigs have a corkscrew penises, don't they? They do. That's very yeah. So, just think just... of that. That's a horrendous thought. Yeah. Of a twenty-foot-tall daddy pig with a corkscrew penis. Well, you know, he he could he could open a bottle of wine for you. He could do. It depends on the size of the bottle of wine. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the wine we all need at the end of this lockdown period to celebrate. A twenty foot a twenty foot pig will come use his corkscrew cock to shower us all with fine there's, wine. There's some merch idea. Is it a, a daddy pig corkscrew? <laughs> and you use it to un, un, unscrew you on un, 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 uncork your wine. Well there you go, and at the end of it you will learn no lessons from your drinking either. No. Or exactly. I say, and nothing we've learned because you lot, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any more to say on Peppa Pig. It's possibly the worst, one of the worst things on TV. I think. I mean, as as I said earlier, I think I've I actually feel far more warm towards being now. 
because I think being at its heart actually wants to be kind of kind-hearted and I think kind of treats Bing with a kind of degree of sympathy that they show him as being flawed. Now, obviously, you know, he will kill again. And, you know, in the same way, like Frankenstein's monster, you know, we have to be sympathetic to the monster. It's kind of society and its own kind of shortcomings here. Yeah. But there is nothing redeemable about the pigs. Apart from George, I kind of feel like, and it's hard to know because he doesn't speak apart from grunting and crying. Yeah. But because he he's pretty much ignored by the parents to a certain mm. degree, that there's a, a kind of Ian Banks esque novel in there of George returning home reluctantly, possibly at the death of Daddy Pig, and just mm. coming back and generally feeling hatred and loathing towards everybody else, everybody that's there and wanting to leave as quickly as possible. Yeah, he's made some discoveries about his sexuality. Um, his parents resent him. His grandparents certainly resent him. Oh yeah, undoubtedly. I don't think they would put they they wouldn't. Grandpa Pig certainly wouldn't stand for that sort of thing. Maybe that's when the incest of his mother and father will be revealed at the end of it. Possibly, yeah. I mean, that that's normally what happens at the end of an Ian Banks novel. Yeah, it's normally the incest. incest. The incest revealed that kind of gets to the heart of George's um, deep kind of psychological breakdown um, and then at the end of the novel it's heavily implied that he has his grandfather's uh, severed head yeah I don't think there's any Ian Banks novel that I've read where there isn't incest of some description in it yeah he, 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 he loves he loves a bit of incest a yeah. game for all the family you know um, so yeah that's Peppa Pig um the mess that it is. Um, we um, we're going to look at Paw Patrol. We're going to record it straight after this, but it'll probably a, a couple of weeks break between things going up. Uh, who knows what what state we'll be in at that point? Um, we might all be allowed to go outside again. I, I I'll be honest. I've been I've been going outside and doing my kind of uh, hour of exercise, and I've been going to the going to the shops, but. Things have got to the, the, this this point in the lockdown where it's a bit like, I can do with going back to work. I know. Yeah, and it's yeah, and if if you if you're walking down the street and you see somebody with a buggy cross the bloody road. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I was on a walk with a with my young daughter walking through. I live like two minutes walk from a park and having our daily exercise through that park and that realisation when I walked past there one guy which was that's a it's a rather jazzy cigarette that man is smoking <laughs> in front of my uh, under two years old daughter let's, let's go and walk in a different bit of the park yeah. shall we <laughs> but, you know you've got, you've got to get your exercise uh, yeah. how you can and your fresh air you're fresher indeed. Yeah, yeah. Sure it's important to oh. inhale that. Um, yeah, that's it. We'll see you again for the next episode. Goodbye. Good night. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.